Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. Hopefully everybody's warm. Are we skipping fall and just going straight to winter and fires and hot toddies? Is that what we're doing here? God, I hope not. I <laughs> The winter, uh, it gets so dark and dreary sometimes in January and, and February and whatever. And I, yeah, and, and I look to get out of here. And it's going to be Man. more difficult this year. That it is. We're trying to plan where we're going to go and how we're going to get there and where we're going to stay. And uh, it's it's quite a challenge to to think about all that. That's true. Or we just well, hang you, out in the Northwest. You which, got the big box. Go get yourself a nice comfy RV and just do that. Oh, I can't do that. I mean. I'd love to see how many phone books we have to put on you. Four. The, okay. Yeah, it's four. If you can still find and, them. Can you find a phone book anywhere? Yeah, you can. Okay. But um, uh, most of them are from the seventies. That's true. Yeah, and I still and have I know, a couple. Of I know Mrs. Bumble. Harold would be driving the big rig, not you. She'll be backing it up. That's, that's right. for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm well, good and forward. That's true. Well, we're still going to have some daylight. There's still going to be sun, so hopefully uh, you might have to wear an extra layer or two, but you can uh, still get out this uh, this weekend and before the real rains come in. Hopefully, there's still some golf. I know the daylight is an issue. For yeah, people well, that work for a living, trying to get out there after work. Well, when does when does the time change? Uh, Halloween. So from Halloween to November first, we move back an hour, so there'll be more daylight earlier in the day, which will probably help on the weekends. Yeah, but it'll kill those people that want to do something but, after work. Uh, after work, you're pretty much done. Unless, Dark at four is just yeah. dreary. It is it's dreary. Just depressing. 
But we won't be dragged for the next hour. We got a lot of help. This will be, uh, we believe, our last show of this calendar year. There is a, a chance we might be back Masters weekend, but that will depend on uh, kick times for uh, the Oregon Ducks football and um, if there will be enough time because we're not getting up at 4 o'clock to do a show because pregame, there's like six hours of pregame for the Ducks. It's a big deal. <laughs> well, I know it is. For all the Duck fans out there, we're, that's right. we're happy for you. So uh, so that's still in a couple of weeks. So once we find out that, we might come back for Masters weekend, uh, which is the middle weekend in November that uh, everybody on tour is trying to tune up for. We'll be very curious to see what Augusta looks like, how it plays in November rather than April. Should be quite interesting. Yeah, it'll be very I don't very think you'll see the colors, the blooming, the azaleas won't be blooming and that sort of thing. But um, but the weather could be could be perfect, could be mid 60s maybe low 70s little uh little chill in the morning in the 40s but uh should be pretty benign for him to go after things yeah it'll be a very different golf course uh set up differently uh and listen we haven't mentioned the the t word in a long time tiger yeah and uh it's the defending champion can you believe it it feels like that years was ago. five years ago. Yeah. Easily. And, and it probably feels that way for him. Uh, it did sure look like that in the first round. Uh, he started to dial it in uh, in round two. The Zozo Championship. We'll get to the leaderboards here in a moment. But as we mentioned, a lot of help today at 815. We're going to talk to Don Ray Jr. He is a candidate uh, to be the uh, PGA of America's secretary. Their uh, new officer elections are coming up uh, in a week or so. Uh, and just an interesting story of how he came to the game of golf so late in life. It's so different from most of the PGA, uh, the typical PGA professional, maybe somebody that played in juniors or grew up kind of uh, immersed in the game, handed down from grandfathers and fathers. Uh, he was a minor league umpire. <laughs> he was driving UPS trucks and came to it in his 30s and bought a small course down in Arizona, turned it into one of the best uh, executive courses in the state of Arizona. He's an owner. He's a proprietor. He's a golf coach and uh, a very different approach to the game uh, on all levels, and we're excited to talk to him. Yeah, we have a lot in common because I got into this game not through junior golf or college golf like so many, but uh, I I was a building contractor. I decided I didn't want to be crawling around on my hands and knees at age 50, and so I got into the golf business at age 27, and it uh, it's very different. We have similar paths, and our paths have taken us Closer to the to the public side of golf, yes. where there Don and I would agree, unless the game is healthy from the ground up, we're not going to be healthy at all. And we'll we'll get his thoughts on um, why he wants to pursue this at the, at the national level and where he thinks the game should be looking to grow and how it gets there. Then at 845 in the business of golf, Josh Talge, who is the uh, vice president for Titleist Golf Club Marketing, going to join us. They have a new line of drivers in Fairway Woods that's just coming out just in time for Christmas. So uh, if any of you are wondering what to get me uh, for Christmas, uh, we're going to jo talk to Josh. He's going to help you out. Yeah, I, I did a lot of research here. Yeah, on the new Titleist driver, and pretty excited about it. And yeah, I got, they're using, like, titanium that only NASA uses or something? Exactly, and Josh is going to fill us in on that. Uh, 
uh, no other golf club company uses it. And, yeah. and that's pretty exciting stuff. It's amazing that uh, golf technology in the years that I've been in, involved with golf is just exploded. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's it's a warp on speed. every single the level. The half-life of a golf club is approaching ridiculously short lengths. Yeah. And and the one you have from the 20th or it, 19th yeah, century. Yeah, that was technology used in like Apollo 13. No, 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 no. Well, that's true. You're well, closer well, they to the horse metal. and buggy. Well, they're not persimmon. Right. Okay. They are metal. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And they're made of real steel. Yes. Or is that pot metal? No, no, no. I think okay. it's steel. Okay. So we'll talk to him at 845. Uh, lots to get to in between as we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. Three tours in action this week. Uh, the uh, race to Dubai still going on across the pond on the European tour. The Italian Open Cervo Golf Club. San Vigilo di Pozzolenga in Italy. Oh, I was waiting for it. I was going to ask you yeah, to pronounce I stumbled that. on it a little bit. Yeah, but San I... San Vigilio yeah. di Pozzolengo. I wouldn't have gotten through it at all. Good work. Uh, Lori Cantor, Englishman, tied with Ross McGowan, a uh, veteran Englishman at 18 under. Cantor went out and shot a 12 under 60 in round one and burst up there. He is a 227th ranked golfer in the world. McGowan's an old veteran. He's down to 560, but... Uh, then you've got the uh, big Belgian, Nicholas Colsarts, Dean Burmeester, who's an up-and-coming South African in a group one shot behind. Martin Keimer is in the mix at 13 under, so they will be uh, entertaining you uh, early risers watching the Golf Channel here this weekend as they're wrapping up the third round. The women are in Georgia at Reynolds Lake Oconee for the uh, LPGA Drive-On Championship. And uh, they are just underway. Allie McDonald was your second-round leader at 10-under, but she had a bogey on her first hole. So now she is in a three-way tie with Danielle Kang. And uh, the rookie, Bianca Pagdanganan, got that one right, too. Oh, uh, you're awesome. I'm on fire this morning. I woke yeah. up early for you. Aria Jutanagar, one shot back at 8-under. Pernella Lindbergh, Catherine Clerk. Uh, you've got Celine Boutier, Carlotta Saganda, Mel Reed. Nice leaderboard. Um, Jennifer Cupcho is in the mix at five under par. So a good looking leaderboard, but, uh, Danielle Kang has already won twice. Uh, she would see if she could add a major before they get done and they still have a U.S. open and a tour championship to get to, she would be the runaway LPGA player of the year, but she doesn't have that major, even though she's probably been the most consistent player on the LPGA tour all season. Yeah, she's playing great. It's it's amazing uh, when I was watching her out at the uh at the Cambia how 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 really well she strikes the ball. Not a whole lot of extra movement in that golf swing. Uh hits it straight off the tee, hits a lot of greens. You're going to win that way. The fact that she hasn't won a major and I think she's uh what is it? 5 uh, I had some stat on it, but but she's the uh, the number one player without a major, uh, and there's a couple others that right behind her. If she were to win, no, oh, she has a major. She won the 2017 Women's PGA. Really? I'm staring at the LPGA notes. Okay, 
<laughs> well, never mind. Anyway, see, uh, <laughs> where were we? It's Daniel uh, Kang. Yeah, all right. How, how she can win a major again this right. year? Oh, second. Oh, that—that's what I was reading. Yeah. Is that it was going to be her second? Okay, uh, that's buried in my notes somewhere here. Uh, tune in for all the latest <laughs> accurate information. I will tell you that uh, Allie McDonald has not won a major. She nor has, has not she won. won no. One on the tour yet. Uh, a couple of uh, nice runner-ups. Um, and this year, a couple of tied for thirteenths, um, but it would be nice to see a a young player like herself come up and win. Uh, she was uh, selected for the Solheim Cup, played yep. very well. Uh, it boosted her confidence, and so she continues to play well. And that leads us to the PGA Tour. The Zozo Championship uh, last year, an inaugural event played in uh, Japan. Tiger won that this year due to COVID. They're playing at Sherwood uh, Country Club in Thousand Oaks, where Tiger's won five times, been a runner-up five times. Uh, He held his own event, the Hero World Challenge, there. Uh, But it's Justin Thomas who is tearing it up, back-to-back 765s. Uh, he got a going on the back nine of his first round after uh, going 36. He shot a, a 29 on the back nine, making everything, and that just carried over into round two. He's one shot clear of Dylan Fratelli and Lanto Griffin. Patrick Cantlay, Scotty Scheffler in the mix at 12 under. This is a uh, another uh, limited field, uh, but you have a lot of big names. Uh, Tiger had a horrible first round. He was bogeying par fives. There's five par fives on this course. He shot a four over 76, but he came back with a a six under 66 in round two, looking like himself. Uh, Phil Mickelson is in the field as well, but he is two over par down there at 72 after winning on the Champions Tour the week before. Uh, Justin Thomas is wanting to get his game dialed in for the Masters. And... Well, they all do right now, and he has been taking some uh, working hard on his putting, uh, which is not necessarily a weak part of his game. He just wasn't making enough putts, and and we all feel uh, professionally that we just don't make enough putts. We look at 8, 10, 12-footers and and 20-footers. We wonder, why aren't these balls falling in the hole? Uh, He's been working on his feel. And uh, in his green reading, which surprises me because with the books that they have, I'm surprised any of them miss a putt based on, oh, I didn't read the break correctly. Um, So it really does come down to, uh, yeah, what is a 2% break and can you get it on the correct line uh, to make the putt? Uh, And, but he's, he's been working on it. Uh, really well. His, his short game's unbelievable. It when, is unbelievable. When it comes to uh, chipping and pitching, this guy is really reminds me a lot of what Tiger was when when he was winning. Yep, and uh, he has that same grit and determination. He's he's fiery. He will uh, let you know when he's not playing well out there. He gets he can get a little hot under the collar. He doesn't have the outbursts maybe the way some other people do, but. He'll uh, he'll drop an F-bomb just like Tiger did in his early days. Yeah, well, it's golf, and it's difficult not to. And those of us with limited uh, language skills and vocabulary, <laughs> we will defer to those four-letter words when we are disappointed with our yes. performance. 
This golf course, uh, there's a zillion birdies that can be made on it. Yep. It doesn't take a long hitter. Uh, the short hitters are going to do real well in it. Uh, Lanto Griffin is like 139th in, in uh, driving distance, and you have Brian Harmon, uh, who uh, what he's about 83rd. So you have players up there who, and, and Abraham answer, who yep. – just don't hit the ball very far, but they're able to compete. The conditions there, this is like a putt-putt for these guys. Um, yes. Well, with, you saw Richie Warensky uh, go even par in round one and then shoot an 11 under 61. If you just get the distances dialed in and it's a second-shot course. Exactly. Yeah, And they're not hitting a lot of drivers off the tee. So there's a lot of three-woods and, and four- and five-woods being hit off tees. Uh, and... Uh, and a lot of wedge play. So that's where Justin Thomas has a real uh, yeah, advantage. One of the best iron players. But uh, you've got 13 golfers right now within three shots of the lead. So should be a fun, fun weekend uh, to watch what they've got cooking. And uh, it'll be on Golf Channel. So 2 o'clock uh, today and tomorrow on Golf Channel there for the Zozo Championship. When we come back, real excited to talk to Don Ray Jr., PGA professional down in Arizona. He is a candidate to be the secretary for the PGA of America when their elections are coming up. Interesting uh, route that led him to becoming a golf professional and an interesting take on where he sees the game and the industry going in the future as we just get going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 817 this morning, Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein here with you uh, up until the top of the hour and very pleased to have uh, joining us now candidate uh, for the secretary position for the PGA of America. Their elections coming up here within the next week or so that would put him in position to ascend to becoming the president of the PGA America down the line, uh, a former minor league umpire. Uh, started in the golf business uh, down at Augusta Ranch Golf Club uh, in the late 90s, became a member of the PGA of America and uh, helped form Augusta Ranch into uh, the best executive golf course in Arizona, is rated by the Arizona Republic, and uh, joins us now, Don Ray Jr. Good morning, Don. Thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning. Jason, that was awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited. I've heard so much about the show. I'm glad to be on it. Well, we appreciate it. And, uh, and yes, I, I share a passion for minor league baseball. I have become the public address announcer for the Hillsborough Hops up here, the, uh, the Class A affiliate for the uh, Diamondbacks. And uh, I'm sure I saw you doing some Portland Beaver games back in the PCL back in my youth, too. So how do you get from minor league baseball to owning, operating and becoming a uh, PGA uh, facility and, and becoming an instructor? <laughs> I know it's crazy, right? Well, as a minor league umpire, and I did do a bunch of Tacoma Rainiers games, and uh, I loved coming up there because you got a lot of rainouts, right? And that's always a day off for an umpire. <laughs> um, you know, you know, a great job for an umpire is, is being a UPS driver. They always need some help during Christmas. And I delivered to a golf course and met a PGA golf professional um, and Jim Mooney. And, and I said, how do you get in the golf business? He says, you got to be a PGA member. So uh, he gave me the number. I called the PGA. I, I, I took my clubs on the road with me that year when I was in the PCL and practiced. And I uh, took my PAT after that, passed the PAT, and then got a job at Augusta Ranch just uh, cleaning clubs. And then, yeah, I mean, I think I've been blessed by the Lord, uh, to be quite honest with you. I've, I've been very lucky and 
and then, and all of a sudden, boom, I get to own Augusta Ranch. So I certainly worked hard through the process, but I got to say, I caught a lot of breaks and a lot of good people surrounding me. Well, Don, good morning. This is Harold. It's been a real challenge this year for all of us in the golf business. How has uh, Augusta Ranch weathered this storm? You know, it, it was crazy. I mean, uh, you know, the last three weeks, the last two and a half weeks of March and the first week of April, that's, Harold, that's where we make our money. I mean, that spring training's happening. You can't get busier. You wish you could build another nine holes. And that's when COVID hit, and that's when the migration of the snowbirds all went back you know, to the Midwest and Canada. And, and, and so we struggled and I was really afraid. I only had so much money in the bank to cover so many payrolls. And, but yet people kept playing and a different person came out, you know, families were coming out because all of a sudden the governor had said we were essential. And, and I will tell you right now, I can't believe it, but we will probably have the best year in the history of the golf course, uh, despite missing three weeks of revenue, basically. I mean, we, we never closed, uh, but it was a substantial hit. And, and I just say it's been exciting, right? I mean, I think every golf professional will tell you to see the people who are coming out to play golf who haven't played it in a long time or never at all, um, and to see them really uh, take this game that we all love and, and run with it, it's, it's been so great. And as you say, a lot different clientele coming out. We're seeing families now. You and I have been involved with growing the game for a number of years. What are you doing differently this year that you may not have done in the past? Well, I think being conscious of that, right? I mean, I had a family check in and buy two large buckets of balls and then say, where's the clubs at? You know, they thought we were top golf. And, and so now that we've got a big bag, you know, we've all got lost and found clubs at our golf courses. Mm-hmm. I've got a big bag of junior clubs and adult clubs sitting right outside the golf shop. So if you buy a bucket of balls, you can just grab a club and go hit it on the range. And I think it's also being more acceptive, except just accepting these new people and asking them questions. Hey, so, you know, when have you been out? Have you played before? What do you think about doing? Getting them involved in PGA Junior League, uh, the new product, PGA Family Cup, which will be nationwide next year. I mean, uh, really just now, you know, once they come a couple times, how can you get them to keep coming? And so just reminding everybody we are in the hospitality business and we're here to welcome people. And, and if they're, they're just testing golf, well, let's get them addicted to it because we know it can be an addictive game, right? It's just so good. Don Ray Jr. is our uh, guest, PGA uh, owner and operator down in Arizona, candidate to to become secretary of the uh, PGA of America here. And so we have seen Oregon uh, was ahead of the curve. They didn't have a temporary shutdown. Washington, uh, they were shut down for a little while and, and was able to bring golf back. But so many new people, as you mentioned, going out, one of the few recreational activities you could do. It was social. It was outside. People felt a little bit more comfortable once they got on courses, whether it was on a driving range, a short course, uh, regular courses. What are you finding people that hadn't traditionally played golf as part of their their lives? What are they finding? What is attracting them to them? And what is it that you think at this point will keep them coming back or what are they looking for in golf? Maybe that is outside the traditional mindset within the PGA of America. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at some point there will be an immunization or a vaccine and and their time will be, you know, they can go to the movies again. They can do some of those things. I think, you know, at Augusta Ranch, we talk about family, fitness, fun, and forever. You know, that we really believe this is all about family, and that doesn't even mean you live in the same house, right? It doesn't even mean you have the same last name. It's it's all your friends, the, the people that you spend time with. And, and the fitness side of it, obviously, we all know that. I mean, I think golf invented social distancing, and, and you're out there with your 10,000 steps and 2,000 calories in a walking 18-hole round of golf. And then 
I just believe it's fun. It's not swing stance and score. Uh, let's focus on being outside with your family. Uh, a birdie's a great thing, but coming back from a bogey's also a great thing, right? And, and so as we all know, it's. I think what people are experiencing is you don't have to judge or measure the success of a round of golf by your score. It should be the time that you spent, the memories you made. I mean, you, you know, you made a good point of calling me Don Ray Jr., and I appreciate that because, you know, when my dad passed away, all the memories that I have with my dad were playing golf and, and the times we spent together. And, and that's what I think people are starting to see, and that's what we have to sell. We have to sell that it's okay to, to have a bad round. I mean, Harold, you have that great book. I love that book that you sent to me on the cartoons. But isn't it true? Uh, the golf is not, a, it's all about the experiences we have, good and bad. And I think that's what we have to tell that story, Jason, is just, it's not a game necessarily. It's it's a time that you spend with your family. You just happen to be playing golf. Yeah, for most people, it's a recreation. And it's a, it's a way to get out and do something different, like you say, with, with family and friends. But you and I have also taken this to another level where we've gotten involved with the governance and trying to make the PGA of America uh, bring it closer to the public. Uh, what is your plan for the future in that regard? Well, I think you're exactly right. I mean, when only 8% of the population plays golf, we've got an issue. We're, we're not selling golf the right way. And I, I think where the PJ member could come in is that, is that when we build relationships, right? I mean, I think if anything, we're all exhausted from a very busy summer, but what we've done is built a lot of relationships, personal relationships. And I think that will sustain any type of downturn that might happen in the future. But you're right. I think what we really need to do Harold in, in golf is just get back to teaching and playing, you know, and, and letting the PGA know that right now all the golf commercials that we all see, they're doing golf events. I just don't understand that. We're preaching to the choir. Mm -hmm. Karen and Katie, my wife and daughter, they, they've never seen a commercial for golf. And Katie's on her iPad. Karen's watching all her shows, um, but nobody's watching TV. But yet we're not doing commercials on social media, TikTok, YouTube, or maybe it's the Food Network or HGTV, or maybe the World Series right now. I'd like to see us play commercials that are inspirational and aspirational that non-golfers see and drive them to PGA.com, which hopefully drives them down to the PGA member. But I just think we continue to preach to the choir. We need to get out there and get on Jimmy Fallon, get, get on Oprah, get on these television shows so that people that have never experienced golf can truly see that it is something they should be doing. The women are making the decisions. We know that. I mean, my wife does it in our house. Don, you need to take Katie out to play golf. Well, let's create commercials that drive them somewhere, pj.com, to say, wow, I, maybe we should start playing golf. And I, I think that's where we're missing the boat. Continue to preach to the choir. Who then, obviously, when Tiger hit the scene 20, 25 years ago, he created a frenzy uh, for demographics that uh, had not been coming to golf regularly. Is it, is it, will it be player driven again, or does it need to be something else? Does it need to be celebrity driven? You have the, the Justin Timberlakes uh, out there that, that get involved with it. W what will be the vehicle you think, or what should be the vehicle to bring that more family aspect of it, not have it be so tied to uh, the golf tournaments themselves? Jason, it's all of that, right? The PGA can lead this by collectively bringing everybody together, going, do you enjoy golf? Well, then help us get it out in front of more people so they can enjoy golf. But it ends up we have to drive them somewhere to a website. I think that's where we failed. When people are interested in golf, us golf professionals are doing the best we can. We're not expert marketers, and we kind of try to own the five miles around our facility. 
But we need a huge funnel. The PGA can create this funnel with the help of all the associations, driving the PGA.com so that when someone gets there, they see, wow, okay, that's kind of interesting. So we need the tour's help. We need the celebrities' help. Uh, you remember Play Golf America, Harold? I'm sure you remember that. Oh, I yeah. really liked that because it drove people to a website that told them about the effects of golf. And not swing stance and score, but about all the other things. So let's create that marketing campaign, that PR campaign, Jason, that drives people to a website where they can truly see what golf's all about. And it's not a leaderboard on the tour. It's about fitness. It's about family. It's about fun. And then drive them down to the PGA member because us members and, and even non-members, if you love golf, you can get somebody addicted to it. But we just have a hard time of advertising ourselves because we don't have the money. So that's what it's going to take, a collective effort, the PGA leading the charge, driving them to a website which captures them at a local facility. Well, we've had a challenging year, and we lost the uh, Ryder Cup this year as a uh, uh, potential incoming uh, secretary. Uh, what is your role in bringing the Ryder Cup back? Well, I mean, I think they did a good job of negotiating with the PGA Tour, right, Harold? I mean, yeah. it actually benefited the PGA of America. The Olympics was always going to impact our Ryder Cup every four years, and, and now the President's Cup is going to be impacted by that. It actually gave some extra time for Rome, you know, who, so they can get their golf course together. So I think... Uh, once again, uh, I appreciate what Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour did and working with Seth and Susie and Jeff Price to move it back one year so that we can still have it with fans. Because if you've ever been to a Ryder Cup, it's all about the fans. So I think it was a wise decision to push it off. And those are the decisions you have to make in the national boardroom to give guidance to the staff of the PGA of America. So it's a big deal. And I'm, and I'm excited. And, man, I hope I get back in that room, Harold. Uh, when, is the, when, when do you find out if you're going to become the new secretary? <laughs> Five days, oh. five days. So I am calling and, you know, and politicking. I've never been a <laughs> politician, but, uh, you know, that's what this is about. But it's just telling your story and convincing them that a green grass guy like me from a par 61 golf course uh, wants to get in that room and bring a different perspective. You know, not that there's ever been a bad perspective, but I think, you know, as a farmer, I call myself, you know, we're planting seeds of golfers every day. I'd like to see that perspective in the officer corps and, and really make a difference. And, and I'm just excited and I hope I win. And, and we've got four good candidates, so it's going to be tough, um, but we'll see what happens. Well, if you want to find out uh, more about it, it's real simple. DonRayPGA.com. That's uh, D-O-N-R-E-A-P-G-A.com. You can uh, find out more about uh, Don, his facility down there, as well as uh, the plans for PGA leadership. We wish you the best of luck. We thank you so much for taking some time for us, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll continue to stay in touch down the road. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Harold. You guys have a good rest of your show, and thanks for having me on. I'd be on any time. I, I, I love what you guys do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Don Ray Jr., there, uh, candidate for Secretary of PGA of America, and the election is next week. And uh, uh, just an infectious spirit. Uh, there's some videos out there and, and, and talking about his journey to come to the game, and I think, uh, like yours, Harold, his is something, his journey there is much more relatable to bringing more people in from the outside of golf. They didn't grow up in it, and that's how that's going to be how this game grows. Uh, that's absolutely right. And we have a uh, – the perception is that the PGA of America is nothing more than a uh, country club, boys club. And uh, with the uh, 
presidential or with the presidency of Susie Whaley, we have broken out of that uh, somewhat uh, and be making an effort to be more inclusive, including uh, minorities, uh, addressing the fact that uh, uh, women aren't playing as much as as they could. Don is at the he's at the grassroots of that, uh, as well as I have been from a public golf course standpoint. We have to remember that 78% of the people who play this game, uh, and almost 80% now, uh, are at public golf courses. They are not at country clubs. Uh, We grow the game from uh, the player who goes to the driving range for the first time, borrows a club, and falls in love with it. We don't grow the game from the country club down. And we know that as PGA members. Uh, And so changing the perception of what the PGA brings to the game is very important. And that is, is what, that is the message Don wants to bring to, uh, to the uh, community. He's done it very well uh, down at uh, Augusta ranch in Arizona and on the other uh, uh, boards and sections that he served on, on the PGA so far. So we wish him the best of luck when we come back time for some tips. We'll see what Harold's uh, got. I saw Bryson uh, was practicing with a 48-inch driver and uh, hit one 403 yards. So uh, he's working on that for Augusta. That's amazing. They're going to hate him at, at Augusta if he starts hitting it that far. I know. It's going to be kind of fun. So we're making the turn here. It's Golf of the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 835 here this morning. Thanks again to Don Ray Jr. Uh, for joining us. Coming up in the business of Golf 845, it'll be Josh Talge, VP for Titleist Golf Club Marketing. They've got a new line of drivers in Fairway Woods. Uh, that's hitting the market just in time uh, for uh, for Christmas for the uh, golfer on your shopping list. Hopefully, uh, hopefully there's room for me too. Yeah, I, I you, need. You're not on my list. Oh, well, not that list. Yeah, I'm on a different <laughs> list. Uh, what list? <laughs> the <laughs> Christmas uh, list. Exactly. Uh, following us, center and Saint at nine o'clock. Then at eleven o'clock, it's uh, time for uh, OSN Ducks Classics. It'll be the uh, 2020 Rose Bowl. Uh, Oregon against Wisconsin as next Saturday, there'll be a football preseason special. And then the duck season gets going on November the 7th. Uh, and then at four 30 this afternoon on the fan game Four world series, Dodgers leading uh, the Rays two games to one. So that's the lineup. There'll be college football all day over on nine ten for you as well. But uh, we get to the, the tip segment. We continue to marvel about Bryson DeChambeau. We saw him hitting it 360, 370, getting wins. He said, after the win, I'm going to go monkey with a 48-inch uh, driver and see if I can hit it further. There was a story on golf.com that in testing, he hit one like 402. He had like 211-mile-an-hour ball speed coming off the tee. It's insane. Uh, if he does that at Augusta, yes, the green jackets there are going to lose their minds. But again, I don't see a ton of tour professionals or up and coming going the route. What he does is so scientific. There is so much research in it. He is all in. I don't see this as the next big trend. This is more of an anomaly, I think. 
and I hope the golfing world does not overreact. I I don't think it's an anomaly. I think you're going to see a lot of young players uh, following in his footsteps uh, to try and hit the ball as far as they possibly can uh, and as a first priority and then learn how a short game as a second priority. That is a total reversal in, in at least the last hundred years. Um, but uh, as far as the how we – we've always taught the game from the putting green out. And now you're going to see people and players trying to learn the game from the – from the first tee, from the tee box, from the tee box into the green, and so that's a real change. Um, will it work for everyone? No, because physically, it's. I was going to say, how many people work. can be six foot two or three and two forty five? That that's well, before part of it. before I took on this job, I was quite a bit <laughs> quite a bit larger. There's going to be a I ton more now. guys that look like Justin Thomas out there, and while yes, you are trying to maximize the distance that's within your swing and your, your body. Uh, I, I, that's why I don't see, you know, technology, fitness, all of those things will continue to incrementally increase the distance that, that the average is, but I don't see, I don't see a ton of people being able to do what Bryson is doing. No, I think it's going to be physically impossible. And they, they asked some of the women on, on the LPGA tour what they thought of it. They were impressed by it, but they, uh, they, yeah. the women certainly don't want to follow in his footsteps uh, and bulk up like that. Lydia Coe said, I only drink one uh, protein drink a day. Uh, Bryson's still on five. Um I don't know whether he he can overpower Augusta National like he has other golf courses. Uh, I was just going to look at at his his stats to see what he is as far as um, his accuracy. He he, he won the U.S. Open with remarkable accuracy and distance. He still is a very streaky putter even though he thinks he's a good putter. He should think he's a good putter because if you don't, you're not going to be. True. Yeah, you have to see you it know? going in. And yeah. Obviously, he's streaky, so when the putter is dialed in, he can lap the field at golf courses. We've seen that. Right. Exactly. So um, is he going to – is this the next great thing that's going to come out? I believe it is. And it's uh, player – I want more distance off the tee. Well, everybody does. Uh, and – and I, I've always hit the ball fairly straight, although there was a time uh, that I I had two things going for me. I hit it short and I hit it crooked. Now I hit it short and I hit it straight. Uh, I'd like to get another 30 yards out of it. Um and and then and then look at my putting again. But I know that if I got out there and worked with my short game and my putting, regardless of any change in, in distance that I'm hitting the ball, I would score five, six shots yeah. better in every single round. So it's still going to come down to that 120 yards in. They're just trying to get to 120 yards from 500 so that they can yeah. score from there. Absolutely insane. But uh, for those of you that are, are trying to go from maybe hitting it 225, 230 to 250, 
There's a lot of help out there. Titleist is introducing their new fairway medals and drivers. And when we come back in the business of golf, we'll talk to Josh Talge uh, from Titleist about uh, what makes these new drivers special, uh, when they are hitting the market, and uh, what else Titleist is working on down the road as we uh, come down the finishing holes here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8:45 here this morning. The uh, what we think will be the final golf show of uh, this year. Maybe we'll be back for the Masters, but uh, obviously. Uh, Golf uh, manufacturers, golf club manufacturers starting to get ready to roll out the next uh, generation of clubs in time to put them on Christmas lists. I know I'm uh, eyeing a new driver for the bag, so I'm very glad to have Josh Talge, Vice President of Titleist Golf Club Marketing, joining us here as Titleist is uh, introducing its new TSI drivers uh, including the 425 Aerospace Titanium Face using uh, a very... Uh, specialized uh, form of titanium. So, Josh, welcome in this morning. Uh, thanks for joining us. And what has uh, Titleist cooked up here uh, for people wanting the next generation of technology in the bag? All right. Wow. That was a great lead-in. Um, good morning. I'm sorry to hear that this might be your last episode before golf season kind of wraps up. Um, hopefully you guys are able to pull something off around the Masters. I know that uh, we're obviously very excited about hopefully extending fall and golf season as long as we can. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but rounds, they just published the uh, rounds played report um, this past week and saw another just massive amount of rounds played in September across the entire U.S. So hopefully golfers can cheat their way into uh, some late fall golf. Uh, but, but to answer your question, we've, we've got some really cool stuff going on with this new TSI driver. Um, very excited to, you, you mentioned this idea of, this ATI-425, both aerospace, military-grade face that we have on the driver. We're very excited about that. We think that's going to give you a little more speed at impact. Got this great shape. Gets you a little bit more speed as you're swinging the product. And then finally, we want to make sure that not only are you hitting it longer, but you're also hitting it straighter. So we've really improved that moment of inertia, really making it feel very stable at impact. So if you can hit it, you know, if you can go a little faster, a little longer, a little straighter, it sounds like kind of a good recipe for a driver. Josh, uh, we hear on the uh, every week on television that uh, they're talking about ball speed and club head speed. And how does this all relate for our everyday player? How does this relate to distance? Well, yeah, yeah distance is it's an equation, basically, of, of how – and it relates to a few key variables. Number one is how fast can you swing your driver? And then number two – what type of energy transfer are you getting from that swing speed that you imparted onto that golf ball? And then you start to look at your launch conditions. How high are you launching it and how much spin do you have on there? And I would always encourage any listener, definitely go, go do a thorough fitting because you're going to be able to work with a fitter who's going to walk you through all of those variables and show you how to max out your game. Regardless of how fast you swing the golf club, we're going to be able to dial you in and max out your game. But that, that's what it is. So you hear all, hear all these terms of ball speed and club head speed. Well, club head speed is how fast you swing it. Ball speed is what happens, how much of that energy is transferred into the ball, how fast is that ball 
leaving the T in this case and flying through the air. Uh, and then you'll also hear launch. That, that's the angle of, of how high is it going. Um, and then spin rate, there's a lot of different spins, but most of the time you're really talking about backspin, and you're, and you're getting a sense of, of what is that spin rate. And you need a certain level of spin rate to keep the ball in the air, but at too much you start to see kind of that, that you know, floater that goes a little to the right or not enough, and you see it diving a little bit left. And, and so you want to make sure that you've got the appropriate amount of spin. So your driver, the TSI, uh, with this new aerospace titanium face, that's going to produce more distance for players. How are you accomplishing that? Well, it's, it's a combination of factors. The first is this idea of, of hey, let's, let's put a material in there that we know is exceptionally strong and is exceptionally light. That's why it's a, a military and aerospace-grade product. So the U.S. military uses it for ballistic materials. They use it for armor plating, whether that's body armor or something you'd put underneath a vehicle. And then NASA loves it for those same properties, right? Really strong, really light. So they actually built the Mars lander, you know, the Mars rover out of this material. Um, and so we're using that because, again, if we can make something really strong at impact but also really light, that allows us to move weight around in the driver head to also make it really, really stable. Because the key with golf, and you guys know this, and I'm sure your listeners do too, is it's not just about your best shots. It's about playing your bad shots. Mm -hmm. And and really, this driver is terrific on on-center hits, but it is amazing off-center. Um, it really has this consistent speed and spin when you miss face center. And, and that's what really um, helps every golfer, whether it's a touring pro or, or people who are listening to this uh, show today. Josh Talagy, our guest vice president, Titleist Golf Club Marketing. It's Titleist uh, introducing its new line of uh, drivers as well as Fairway Woods. And uh, for the Fairway Woods, uh, the TSI 2 and TSI 3s, uh, how has technology for the fairway woods and how they're being used changed uh, over the years where many people thought they're just smaller versions of the drivers, but uh, they're being used, you know, and we see some of the longer hitters now on tour in some courses, they barely pull out the driver. So how has the technology changed for the fairway woods and how are they being hit differently uh, than they were maybe 15, 20 years ago? Well, fairway wood is really fun because it presents a unique challenge, especially to engineers, because it's such a versatile club. It's a club that, as you mentioned, you've got to be able to hit off the tee or the turf. So sometimes you want to almost maximize distance with it, but other times you want to make sure that it's coming into greens and landing softly because um, it's a scoring club at, at certain points. And so there's a lot of challenges for engineers, and, and really that's where I'm so proud of our team for what they've been able to accomplish is we're able to get you a tremendous amount of launch, and that's something that's really key, especially for the everyday golfer when it comes to a fairway, right? I would, I would say fairway woods, probably on average for most golfers, hardest club to hit in your bag, right? It's, it's a long ways away from you, almost 43 inches. It's hardly ever up on a tee, and it's a smaller head than you have with a driver. And so if we can make sure that we can get you really high launch with that, get you good ball speed, so it's going to go high and far and make it really easy to control. That's what we're looking for when we design fairways. So when we look at uh, the two different models, whether it be drivers or fairway metals, uh, which one does a, do our listeners gravitate toward? Yeah, I'll start with, with the drivers. So we have TSI 2 and TSI 3. And we think between the two, we're going to be able to fit, call it 90% of, of golfers that are out there. 
TSI 2, very tri uh, very um, kind of a modern 460cc shape, a little bit pulled back towards the, the rear center. And this driver is excellent off-center. I was talking about that earlier, but this is really for that golfer who's going to miss all over the club face. It's just tremendously stable at impact. And then the TSI 3, really a beautiful traditional shape. It's certainly one that if, if you enjoy drivers – you know, uh, that, that are this classic pear shape that are, you know, just, just a nice tall face. Um, it, you'd be shocked that it's also a 4cc driver because it looks so much smaller than that. Um, but this is a, a product that we're really excited about, and, and it also has movable weight around the skirt of the product, so a track weight towards the back, so you can really dial in your particular center of gravity to, to maximize your performance. So two really great options in those two drivers. Well, and now I'm I'm short. I uh, I most players think in terms of uh, angles, they're looking at the loft of the club. But for me personally, as a player and a professional, I've always looked at the lie of the club. Either one of these adjustable for lie? Yes, we we feature a Sherpet hosel, which is a hosel setting. I'm sure you know your listeners have seen these and, and drivers. What we love about ours is that it gives us 16 different independent loft and lie combinations and and we believe that that is a, again I, I talked about fitting right from the jump every single person should go get fit for their driver mm -hmm. because we know we can find you better performance but we love the fact that we've got this independent loft and lie and and you mentioned that that you're you're shorter well i'm, I'm a taller guy i'm a little over six two and one of the things that, that i think all golfers should think about is just because you're shorter just because you're tall doesn't mean your clubs should be short or long based on, on, on how tall you are, you want to go see a fitter. You know, I, I, I play my driver um, over half an inch short, right? Mm -hmm. And the, But that's counterintuitive to the fact that I'm taller than the average person. So it's just we want to make sure everyone has a chance to go and, and go get fit. Josh Talge, Vice President, Titleist Golf Club Marketing, as uh, Titleist hitting uh, the market. These will be available in golf shops November the 12th, but you can start setting up fittings uh, for people that want to find out where they can get fitted. What's the best way to uh, go about that? We're going to be in basically every single golf shop. So any place you're typically used to seeing golf clubs, go in there this week. You can schedule yourself for a fitting. You can see all the new products. And as you mentioned, um, we'll have them on, on retail shelves on Thursday, November 12th. That's Thursday of the Masters, hopefully when you guys are doing your next show. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, we're, again, just thrilled with this, this new product. I, I will say, you know, I've had a chance to, I, you know, my job is, is, a, is a, a blast, right? I, people are always like, is your job as fun as it sounds? And unfortunately it is. I hate to admit that to other people. It's great. Um, but one of the really fun parts about it is testing prototypes early. And so I've had this driver in my bag for a number of months, and I can really tell you that I've never had more fun hitting driver than I am right now. I mean, it's, it's this idea of almost like kiss the rough goodbye with this new product. And it's just a blast to go out and play, and it's really enjoyed. It's, it's fired up my golf game, and it's got me smiling every time I walk to the tee. All right. Well, it just went to the top of my Christmas list, so uh, <laughs> we're we're needing to find a few more fairways a little bit further down. Josh Dalgie, VP, Titleist Golf Club Marketing. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to uh, seeing these uh, out on the market soon. Thank you, guys.
There you go. Thanks, Josh. And uh, again, uh, Titleist.com for more information on uh, on where what these are looking like, the technology behind it. And uh, it's just the next generation. And, and we continue to see, you know, technology uh, it's, affecting the game. Yeah, it, it it's exploding. And uh, again, we all want to hit the ball a little further. Uh, we've done a lot with the golf ball. They've done a lot with the club head. Um, the USGA and the RNA still has some governance over what they can and can't do as, uh, as far as ball speeds and such. Uh, although Bryson DeChambeau thinks that he can uh, break that rule. Yep. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Don Ray Jr. Again uh, from the PGA of America. Uh, we might be back with you in about three weeks for the Masters. If not, uh, it'll be next season. And uh, we look forward to uh, college football coming back here. The Ducks will be taking over Saturdays here very shortly. Thanks to Will, as always. Harold, I don't know when I'll see you again. Uh, it's such parting is such sweet sorrow. Well. Is it? No, no, I think <laughs> we need a break. I, I think we need a break from one another. <laughs> oh, we hope you can get some fall and winter golf in. And uh, as always, for Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Pulled up the sack out on the sidewalk at the street and right. just see if you can aim it in there from the porch. Yeah, you're more suck your finger and stick it in the wind and see yeah, what's going. Yeah, exactly. Coffee at three, coffee at five. <laughs> the ladies are getting creamed. <laughs> you know how easy I am. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> Peaches in Europe. Uh. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.